0: This is the sacred space, and I'm your host, Bevo. Come along with me as we explore topics related to your divine feminine energy. You may be triggered, intrigued, and amazed, but that's okay. This is a safe space. The sacred space, that is. Don't forget, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, at BevoNotesTerror, and thank you for listening. Welcome back, my beautiful people. I'm your host, Beverly, and this is The Sacral Space, where we talk about spirituality and sexuality and how all of it ties into one, how one can affect the other and vice versa. Now today, I have a very triggering topic, so I'm going to issue a trigger warning right now. This could be something that you have gone through or have been with people who have this particular issue, or maybe you just didn't know this about yourself. And now that I'm saying it, it might make you think, reinvestigate yourself. I know that when I first heard this term, I was like, okay, do I need a doctor? (laughs) Do I need to talk to somebody? And What the hell is wrong with me? You know, I really had to question myself. So, today's topic is going to be about hypersexuality. I know what you think of hypersexual, what or what? I know. So, for those of you who don't know what hypersexuality is, it is an excessive or unusually active concern with sex or sexual matters. So, it could be excessive thinking, excessive doing of sex, Um, excessive watching, excessive visualization, uh, promiscuity, unfaithfulness, things of that nature, okay? Now, hypersexuality is, or to be a hypersexual, is kind of just the first notch of do we have a problem? It can become a problem, Only because it's not always about the action, Um, it's the ability to escape difficult situations in your reality. So people, a lot of the times, who engage in sexual activity in an excessive way, they do it because they're under some type of stress. Which, it's a good thing. It can relieve stress. But if you know that it's excessive or you find yourself cheating or you find yourself being promiscuous uh, because all you're doing is having sex, just trying to get rid of the pain. I know personally I can speak to that. That was a very unhealthy habit that I had and I had to get rid of it like immediately. I didn't seek professional help but someone brought it to my attention and when they did, I was like, damn okay, bitch, you need to, okay, bitch, you got to get it together. (laughs) You know, it's something that makes you really think to yourself, like, you need to get your ass together quick because nobody should be able to tell you this. But nonetheless, it was true. So stress, anxiety, difficult situations, depression, um, sudden sorrow, like a death, it can send you down a tunnel of sexually explicit activities, okay? <laughs> uh, also, another interesting thing about being hypersexual is they say that hypersexuality is, you know, it it can be detrimental to your life. But I'm going to give you a in-between of how you would know if you would need help when it comes to this like are you just hypersexual or are you a sex addict and there is a fine line between excessive and obsessive okay Hypersexuality is excessive, okay? So you're constantly, like, having fantasies of people. You know, you could see them on the street. You're having fantasies of them Are always having sex fantasies. Um, if you are promiscuous, if you are unfaithful, be, be- due to sex, so if your girlfriend or your boyfriend is not giving you the type of sex that you want, and you've already decided, I'm going to cheat, and you cheat every time, and you're just like, I don't care, okay, you're a little bit on the hypersexual side, but if any of those things start to affect your daily life, um, it's inter- It interrupts relationships on a consistent basis, your finances as well. If all of those things are affected, then you may look into having a sex addiction. But then again, sex addiction, it, it really, it, it doesn't have any thought to it. When someone is a sex addict or has compulsive sexual disorder, they are going to do it. They're going to pay for it, Okay. If you find yourself paying for sex because you just need sex, because someone is not going to be always available to you. You're not always going to be able to get a date, chat it up a little bit, go out, have a couple of drinks, and then go back to the boom boom room. You're not always going to be able to do that. So people who have compulsive sexual disorder, they pay for sex. Now, once you get to those points, then yes, seek help. Okay, But sometimes just recognizing it. Is enough so for this episode I do have a special guest I told you guys that I would have one and I am so excited to talk to him he is a friend from high school but I picked him because he is very open he has a lot of education on this subject And it's good to hear things from a male perspective, um, especially when there are misconceptions and uh, judgment going on and being thrown out. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, Also, uh, make sure you guys follow him on his platform. He's going to list those for you. And this is free promo. So let's go.
1: Uh, What's going on? My name is Aaron, a.k.a. FailsBJ on literally every platform I own. Uh, Instagram, FailsBJ. Twitter, Fails VJ. um, uh, What's the other one? Uh, TikTok, FailsBJ. So, yep. Uh, follow me on there. I do art, uh, graphic art, animation. Um, I've got a uh, graphic novel coming out called Zombie. And after that, I'm probably going to be putting together um, uh animation studio and Celsius J on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. So basically, just type my name in Google, and everything I do might pop up, hopefully.
0: Well, yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> but, yeah, y'all make sure y'all go ahead and follow him and um, just look at some of the things that he's doing. He's doing great stuff. He also gives crypto tips as well. And if you trade cryptocurrency, that's probably like the best person you would want to talk to. So, yeah. Now, when you first heard the term hypersexual, did you know that that was you or did you have a feeling that this may be describing you?
1: Well, okay. so when I first had a like a a feeling that I might be something like that, it wasn't they didn't really call it that back then. I think it was around 2015, or at least they might have been calling it that, but I didn't find that right away. In 2015, it was just called sex addiction. (laughs) That's all it was, it was sex addiction. So I saw that, and I was like, damn, that sounds like me. And then (laughs) fast forward three years, I guess there was more, you know, there was more data on it, there was more uh, research on it. And I read that and the the way I, I, I learned about it was in um I was in a sexuality course uh, in college and I was reading and I was like, bruh, this sounds just like me. Uh, because it it described um certain certain attributes and things and I was like, Yeah, that's me and it said it usually comes from uh it usually happens like it happens to people who had like a childhood where they were abused or neglected. And I was like, damn, that's me. It that sounds about right.
0: So they teach courses on this in in college?
1: Well, it's not a course on hypersexuality, it's a course on sexuality in general. Mm. And then it goes into all different types of things, like, you know, people with fetishes and things like that and uh child sexuality and children and like the first thing that, that you you uh like the first form of sexuality we see as children or I guess experience as children which would be defecating because literally like that's kind of I mean it's not sexual but at the same time it's a, like kind of sexual because it's stuff coming out of the ass you know.
0: Oh so, there are kinks children, like that for sure. Yeah
1: but as children it's not a kink it's more so like that's what we feel we, we experience pleasure through that so that's a thing you know. When I first um, looked it up back in 2015, and it straight up was like, "You got a sex addiction. Here's how you can fix it." Um, you know, I've been I've been married for some time, so I brought it to her, and that that went fucking terrible. Cause at the time I was deployed, and I was like, you know, I was deployed. and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna need some nudes. I'm gonna need like some, some home some footage or something. I'm gonna need something to curb this." And I that's like every day, like every day. Like, hey, you know, I got to shit you sent yesterday. I need some more shit today. And she's like, damn, nigga, like, I'm busy. Like, I'm doing like life stuff. Like, you can't, like, what do you want me to do? And then it was like, you know, when I brought it to her, she was like, you know, oh, you're going to cheat. Like, it was automatically negative, like negative uh, feedback immediately. I was like, oh, well. And then after that, I didn't
0: talk about it no more for a while. Yeah, at least you tried. Um, I I ended up getting into a fight, a few fights, with my husband and him telling me about that stuff. I'm like, tell you know, that's what he called it, telling me about myself. I'm like, tell me something I don't know. Oh, so mm-hmm. you know this. Well, I never felt comfortable to bring it to you because of this, you know, type of reaction. So I think a lot of the times um, I know I was in denial of myself and because I was afraid of what other people's reactions were. So I just was like, eh, you know, I'm not I'm just not going to say anything. But the the more that I didn't say anything, the more that I denied that part of myself. And then I could never get to the root of the problem as to the things I did in my past uh, before I was married. And then some of the uh, some of the behaviors also in, you know, our sex life, uh, you kind of cleared up some misconceptions about hypersexuality too i mean people who are hypersexual they don't always have to cheat you know uh well if you
1: don't mind if you don't Mm -hmm. mind i i want to i want to say a quick little bit because this is something that i've been dealing with for like a long time so long and it's so long that and i'm sure you can you can agree that i didn't even realize i was going through it you know yeah back when we were like back right at fresh during high school fresh out of high school it's like i was depressed and i did not know i was depressed <laughs> you know what i'm saying like because in rap music and our you know our culture and everything it's like you know oh you gotta you know fuck bitches blah 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 oh you know is this like that's just like the culture or it and was that's exactly that what you did and so i'm like this is normal
0: mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. normal
1: for me to like wanna go around and do this all the time to the point where like I was lining several people up just because I didn't want to go no time without it. Because when I was alone I was so sad and so alone because I didn't know how to be by myself. I didn't know how to be like I just didn't know I was depressed. And so when I was alone I just thought I was like extra, extra lonely. Like that's like like that's the that's the issue. It's not that I'm it's not that I'm depressed or that I had issues from my childhood it's that i am so alone and so because of that <laughs> i need some pussy i need somebody to come through so i'm like doing this doing that i'm flying bitches out i am having bitches take the bus to florida i'm doing this and I, i'm doing the most because i just don't want to be alone and then once you once it got to the point where like i started co- becoming more emotional as a person because i was like terrible so terrible so terrible to where you could be like, Aaron, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. Uh, they're like, you know, oh, I, I did this to you. Are you okay? Oh, no, nah, it's fine. Like, I just don't want to deal with this no more. Mm-hmm. I just want to walk away from it. Or my mom told me, uh, you know, when I was 12, she's like, your, your, your dad, I found your dad, and he's in prison. I'm like, all right. And then he's like, are you, how do you feel? I don't feel like nothing. What do you mean? Like, I, this is I'm, I'm fine. And then. I got older, started feeling like, you know, emotionally tied to people and then that's when I was like, bro, something is wrong with me.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I read, I
1: read, I went through that class and I was like, Wow, this is what's wrong with me Then I read more into it, I'm like, Wow, like I really was I, cause I was I was
0: acting the fuck out, like completely. But you didn't Absolutely. realize that your depression and your anxiety was triggering it. It took me a it minute was, to realize yeah. it too, but it did. It was
1: depression. It was exactly depression. That's why like you can and then the thing about hypersexual people is it's a it's almost like in certain in certain situations it's a form of self harm.
0: Yes, it is.
1: You will literally put yourself in danger to feel better. That's all you're trying to do is feel better about whatever's wrong with you. It's like, you know, it's like you got the flu and you and you taking cough drops. Like you have a little bit of relief, but it's not fixing the problem. It's not going to fix the problem. It's giving you that little bit, that little like little small dose of relief for a very temporary moment. Then that 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 lossage melts, and you're back at square one.
0: Yep, and it now can become an addiction. One. It can become a big addiction. You can, you can. Like I said, the compulsive sexual disorder, you can, that is, is definitely a gateway. It goes hand in hand. It can be a gateway to cons- uh, compulsive sexual disorder to where you're paying for sex. Like you can't go a moment out of it your whole time. It's occupied with sex. You're masturbating 12, 15 times a day. You're we staying
1: left- in toxic relationships because of sex, because, because of the they sex. teach you yep. like shit. Yeah, they yep. teach you like shit and to make it, to, to, to fix it Oh, here's here's some here's some sex. Here's some head. Here's some pussy. Like, bruh, like and and you do it and you go with it and you just like you know it's gonna be fucked up afterwards still, but you just do it because it makes you feel better in that moment. (laughs) Yep.
0: Oh, I. And once
1: you stop doing that, once you once you like, I'm not like bruh. (laughs) When I got to a a point where I was like, I'm not doing no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. And as much as it hurt, bruh. I'm sure this is this is the same thing like putting crack in front of a a, a you know a, a crackhead trying to reform himself. You know you are gonna be shaking and everything else, and you just like oh, I can't.
0: Yeah. I, I can't.
1: I can't do it. I'm do not gonna f- do it.
0: Do you feel like once you became more secure in yourself, you got to the point where you were like, okay. I don't feel like I need to go seek elsewhere, whether you were in a relationship or not, where you were just like, okay, I'm cooling," because I'm not going to lie. I have been in relationships and because I'm hypersexual, whether the sex was satisfying or not, I felt like I needed more sex. And I feel like yep. maybe somebody else can give me a different feeling than what it is that I'm feeling now. So maybe yep. if I go do yep. it, you know, maybe, and then I found myself cheating. And now that I'm married, I, had to be completely honest with myself, simmer it down. I told it to my husband. He did not like it, but he understood like, okay, this is what she needs to do. This is what she needs to talk to me about to make herself better. I still don't fucking like it, you know, but once mm-hmm. I actually acknowledge it and I became more comfortable with myself, I realized that, no, I you don't have to cheat. There may be other things that you can do to try to allevi- alleviate your anxiety or your depression and now you're you're good. So did you feel like once you became comfortable, you got to that place?
1: There's a few things that happen, right? When I got to a better place, one, I was able to deny it and be like, "Okay, my logic can then kick in." Cuz usually you're not going off a of logic at all. You're just like, "Bro, hey, it's here. I'm getting it." Or mm-hmm. "It's over here. I'm going to go get it." So once I got a hold of my of my whole situation, I'm like, okay, let me rationalize this. Am, is, is this something I I really want to do? No, mm-hmm. probably not. Cause you, bruh, it was times I was like, bruh, why did I, why her, why her? She, look, look how she look. Look how she act. Why, why, <laughs> why, why, do, I, why I do that? And then, and then you just, I feel bad about myself. Like, yeah, you feel. I, like I can't even tell You're people about like, this.
0: Yeah. yeah. I had yeah, I've had a couple questionable ones where I mean, uh I literally was thinking about a time where um somebody that I normally would not have found attractive, but because I was going through such a hard time, um, I believe I was still having postpartum even though my baby was like six months old. I mm-hmm. literally had sex.
1: That shit can last and, for two years.
0: Yes, it can. I literally had sex in an untented car in front of a movie theater. With no AC in it, the windows were cracked. I'm like, now that works? I look back on it, I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? I think we and all did that. And was it really worth it? No, I, I look. I've had several questionable instances, but that was just one of the most memorable ones. Like, bitch, you finna risk having a fucking heat stroke to get some dick? <clears throat> what is wrong with you, like?
1: like apparently a lot so but (laughs) it was something wrong with me (laughs) i found other ways to like channel that energy so i go to the gym and then once i got into drawing real big i just started drawing naked people and it kind of like helps me you know what i'm saying like get it out in a way it's like damn like this is cool and it's more so it turns that that frustrated that frustrated like energy into like creative energy i'm like all right you know, I'm going to draw this, this this chick. She's naked, you know, blah, blah, blah. And by the time I get done with it or I'm getting through it, I'm just like, bro, I'm tired. I just go to sleep. I ain't even better, you know.
0: Well, well you, know I I you know what What'd I did? You know what I did? This, this podcast, uh, I love talking about sex, but I also love spirituality as well. And I realize that they do tie into each other as well. And my spirituality has made me a better person and has kind of alleviated hypersexual side of me um especially when i'm under extreme amounts of stress it's it's helped me tremendously but this podcast was definitely my outlet to still talk about the things that i want to talk about and kind of think about them in depth and satisfy the need for any type of sexual conversation because like i said it's not just the act of having sex like you said drawing pictures seeing something sexual talking about something sexual hearing about something sexual that's what that's like it's almost like a like a craving that you have but Mm -hmm. as long as you have a good outlet like that's that's really the best thing and i'm i'm glad to hear that from you and a lot of people may not know that about you and a lot of people may not know this about me or they may have suspected i don't know who cares but i thought people
1: suspected it of me but for men and more so seen as like oh, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a player, he's a dog, or he's a man whore. And me, a I'm
0: hoe. a hoe, I'm a nympho, I'm, I'm a freak, I'm all of that. You know, those were the words. But it, there's actually a medical terminology for this, and it is hypersexual. And I feel like a lot of people don't know. And I feel like this episode, for sure, is going to trigger people into investigating things about themselves and saying, oh, my God, I did that. Like, what was it going on in my life that made me do those things you know yeah. so I'm here to trigger but I'm also here to bring awareness and just lay it all out there and like I said this is a healthy outlet for me to talk about sexual things and kind of that sexual desire that I have to kind of quench it
1: it's very constructive I I, I mean I appreciate it because coming up man I know what was going on I just like I guess I was going to go out here and clean his dick I guess I don't know <laughs>
0: Let me slay this thing for a chicken wing.
1: <laughs> Slain this thing real quick. Like, I've never been addicted to no drugs. Like, bro, cigarettes. Like, I, I tried smoking uh, tobacco in the military. I tried this and that, drinking. I mean, I, I, could, I got to point where I drank more, but never was I addicted to anything. I can't just, like, like, okay, I don't want to do this no
0: more. Put it down. I've bro. done that
1: with alcohol. I've done it with cigarettes, or tobacco, blacks, whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good on it. That but that shit had a hold on me. That <laughs> yes. shit had a hold, bro. That shit oh my god.
0: I wanna say I wasted about two years of my life exploring sexual endeavors and having risky sex and having multiple sex partners in a week and the amount of
1: money rich. the amount of miles I've driven. The amount I, of miles I've driven. I, I didn't spend a whole I bunch upset. of money,
0: but I, I the miles, yes. I <laughs> oh my god. If I tell you how far I drive, I'm not even gonna do that to myself. I didn't drove far. Just I drove I
1: from Florida from Florida to Houston.
0: Now I know you now I know. Several times. Several times well, that, times. well, you know what? I can't blame you. I mean repeat offender, right? Somebody you had already did it where you knew it was gonna be good, so you went back, right? A few people and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't
1: just one. I, could, I couldn't make that trip with just one person. I had to be like, all right, this is the lineup. And, I mean, bro, like, I'm thinking, like, this is normal. <laughs> this is okay. It, you,
0: and exactly. I thought it was normal, too. until I realized, like, okay. okay, bitch, something you really be might this. be wrong with you.
1: If you're listening and, and you're driving all the way, like, if you're driving over several states aspects sex with one person several times, and especially y'all not even a thing or, bro, seek help seek
0: help <laughs> immediately it's you, you could know, be doing so
1: much more things so many more constructive
0: things with that money exactly that yeah and i hope it's people crazy. listen to this Ubering. and they just <laughs> yes i hope people listen to this and they just realize you know like oh wow okay that that's me and i i didn't seek professional help but nope you don't have to seek professional help nobody's telling you to spend your money on going to nope. a counselor. You don't have to, but the fact, if you can just acknowledge it, you've already taken the first step.
1: They got groups now, I think. They really? You go, like, like, you've seen uh, Anger Management, the the movie, with Adam Sandler movie? Right. The movie that, there was like a, uh, so he went to the thing, but they had like a little circus like that. But, yeah. you know, for sex addicts, <laughs> for like people that can't stop having sex with people all the time.
0: Well, you're right. You Hey. There's groups for everything nowadays, but I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I got kids and husband, and it's re- it's been really nice talking to you. Um, and hopefully we can do this again on another topic.
1: Oh, man, I'm, I'm always down.
0: All right. Well, thank you for your time, Aaron. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: A big thanks to Aaron, a.k.a. Fels VJ for coming through, dropping some knowledge, being candid, and being open. I love to have guests like that. Um, hopefully, me and him will be doing more episodes later on, and I'll have more special guests for you. Um, follow him on all his social media. I'll have them listed for you, as well as my website. I just got some new t-shirts in, and that's on spur. That's what they say. Uh, I want to always... Uh, give appreciation and thanks to the people who are listening who do support me who support this podcast it's an amazing feeling to know that people are listening and that this outlet is uh, something that's relatable to every person that can take a listen to this until next time I'll holla and that's on spirit